another episode of SVT. Uh, I am back. I am the T in the SVT, if you guys don't already know. Uh, Daniel filled in for us last week. I just want to say thank you, Daniel. You did an amazing job last week. I appreciate you filling in for me there for, uh, for me and for the rest of our, of our team here. So I uh, appreciate all of that. And uh, he'll, uh, he'll be back in future episodes, guys. And um, yeah. So look forward to have you guys have a, everyone back here. How you doing, Sam? How you doing, Vince? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, everything's good. Nice and toasty here yeah. in the East Bay. Um, yeah. So if you hear fans behind us, apologies. Um, but yeah. we, we need to stay alive instead it's of uh, yeah. Super it's hot. hot. <laughs> it's so hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we've got a lot on the docket here. Uh, let's just get into it. Uh, you know who's not doing good right now women's national soccer what happened so the u.s women's national team uh they get to the knockout stage we talked about it last week how they just needed to win or draw to advance to the knockout stage they they barely drew they um they escaped a a shot off the post in like the 92nd minute to to advance they get to the knockout stage uh round of 16 they draw sweden and Sweden's goalkeeper Musovic had basically the game of her life. She uh, she made eleven saves. Uh, U.S. women had twenty two shots uh, shots total, eleven on goal. Not one of them got past uh, Musovic, and there was three or four of them, especially that any keeper on any other day is letting through. Uh, but uh, it was not meant to be. The game ends up going to the penalty, and it takes seven rounds of penalty. Uh, but Sweden ends up advancing uh, on the 5-4 on the penalty kick. Alyssa Nair uh, was a millimeter away from making basically two saves on one uh, on the final shot. Uh, she gets her she gets her paw on it. It pops up off of the post and comes back down and she swats it away again. But they go to uh, VAR and it shows that the ball crossed over entirely over the line by a millimeter or two like it is the closest thing i've ever seen but it definitely did cross according to the tech and uh that that's all you can really say at that point it's like well damn it just it really sucks to lose that way um the team actually played really well they just couldn't find the finishing uh touch and the later the game went the more i was getting nervous i was like they, they better start scoring like i think around the 65th minute i was like if they don't put one in soon, like it's this is gonna end up not going well. So uh Yeah, you're a madman. I think if you were up at two AM to watch that game too, which is crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a madman. Yeah. That was that was me. I was ready to go. I just didn't like especially the way the game went, like the way it turned out. If I would have woken up to see that alert, I'd have been so pissed. Um <laughs> like, you know, because I I I, I would have been awake before seven AM anyway, because that's just how my body works. Um, so I just, I, I woke up at like one fifty and I turned the game on at two and just kind of watched it and, uh, yeah, I had some yeah. nachos and away I went. I, I would think that, uh, USA being so heavily favored, man, there's gotta be a gigantic target on their back. And I, and I felt like me watching some of those games, you know, no offense to Vietnam or anything, but, um, even Vietnam, I think that defensively there was some glaring issues, but uh, yeah, I think us wins national team got a wake up call that the, uh, the world is privy to them and they're here to compete and not just be uh, second best to us now. So, uh, 
there's a lot of work to be done. I think defensively is probably where I would start first. Um, I think their um, offensive line is cohesive enough, but uh, I would rough. I would actually say where they need to start first is getting a new head coach. Uh, Vlatko just uh, he's not yeah. the dude. Like it's just whatever he's trying to do. It's not working. It's not meshing with the talent that they have. And um, uh, I want to shout out Trinity Rodman, who basically was on a minutes restriction and she played um, basically she did everything except put the ball in the net. And uh, she, she played like hell. Like it was, you know, I'm just, there's a lot of really young players on this team. Uh, Sophia Smith is another one. She's uh, uh, I expect in four years when it time comes time, to world cup it up again uh they're gonna be back and remembering this uh the, this pain remembering this uh this defeat and just kind of have that chip on their shoulder and that's sometimes that's what you need sometimes yeah, you need just, to learn to lose before you learn to win you know we, and, we couldn't get past the uh the the deutschland over there to sweden or netherlands gave it to us uh so uh in this world cup, uh, you know, Deutschland is Germany. You, you're talking, I'm the sorry, Dutch. The, the, the Dutch and the, and the Neds here. So we, we couldn't get past them at all. So you're so the, the Dutch, the Dutch would be the Netherlands and then the Swedes are Sweden. Yeah. We lost to both you're, of them there. So you're getting your Scandinavian, you know, central European countries mixed up. How dare you? Sorry. Um, my brain's fried with a hot day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sam watched every single game, so I'm just curious uh, what he. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> did you watch any of it, Sam? Did you catch any? Uh, no, nah, I was Twitter working, highlights? man. I'm a working man. <laughs> Unlike you, weekend warriors, just hanging out watching <laughs> women's soccer. No, I had. I wanted to watch it, but I had to work, man. I was. I was working. Oh, good. I get it. I get it. Um, U.S. Uh, men's national team here. Now we're going to the men's here. Finally, so. It looks like Arsenal turned down Matt Turner, right? So he's going to not Nottingham Forest. Is that correct? Do I have that correct? Yeah, yeah. They um uh, uh Nottingham Forest uh, bought out his contract. He's going. He's going there. Um, Good. Yeah, I, I, I think honestly he'll be a starting goalie. It's crazy that he was like in a Premier League team with Arsenal and wasn't playing. Like he was like a second or sometimes a third string, which is wild to me. Given the, what we've seen at, at a World Cup level, I think he's one of the better goalies out there, honestly. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Obviously, he's, you know, we're still three years away from the next World Cup for the men. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he will, he locked down the position basically in the last couple of months leading up to the World Cup. And uh, if he, if he can continue to improve and if Nottingham Forest, you know, they're they're not in the Premiership right now, right? They they they're. They, I think they got pegged they, down to the Championship. They're in the Championship, yeah. So um, if if they find themselves promoted back up, that's going to be some really quality uh opportunities for Matt Turner to figure it out. So what are we thinking here between the women's and the national team? Obviously, you think the women's need a new coach, but as as a personnel status, I mean, do you um, think well, this... I mean, like like it was a, actually I'm going to compare it to this past year's Warriors a little bit. Okay. Um, where you had a lot of the veterans, but then like a lot of really young players too, and not a lot of people in the middle. Uh, the cap, the captain Lindsay Horan was. Um, this this was her second one. She her first time at the World Cup was the last one in 2019. So there is a a big youth movement coming. A lot of the older players like Kelly O'Hara, Megan Rapinoe, uh, um, Alex Morgan. They're they're probably uh, Julie Ertz is another one probably the last one for them. And um, I know Megan is getting a lot of, a, a lot of shit uh, from some of the fans. 
And I cannot disagree more with the people that were upset with her. Like, uh, um, they, they, she had not missed a penalty shot in five years. So yeah. her taking one of them, it's, it's, it, you know, it, it, it makes total sense for her. And then there, they were talking about like she was laughing or whatever. And it's more like a laugh of disbelief. Like, I can't believe it. I haven't missed in five years. Like that's where like, she, it, it was like, like as soon as she missed it, that's kind of when I knew that it wasn't going to happen. That's when I, mm-hmm. I knew they lost because somebody who was so clutch uh, for such a long time, when she misses it, it's like Jesus. And then Kelly O'Hara hits it off of the post in the se- as the seventh person to take a shot. I was like, damn, this is, as soon as that, that that happened too, I was like, okay, now it's officially done because Sweden put it in. And yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I know Megan's sort of a uh, a controversial figure for some people. Um, I love the crap out of her and I will I would go to war for Megan Rapinoe and um, uh, nobody can convince me otherwise. She's an outstanding human being. And uh, yeah, uh, go Megan Rapinoe. And, you know, like I, I get pissed off at, uh, America, American politics sometimes, but um, she's not one of the reasons why. She's the one that I really um, wholeheartedly support. So yeah. Well, Mike uh, disagrees. Yeah, Mike, oh, that's that's actually why because I saw Mike's <laughs> comments and I just wanted to say I disagree with you, sir. <laughs> um, I think you know, like you said, there's a youth movement. It, it'd be interesting to see what we what we're looking at in four years. Um, I think in all honesty, the men's team is probably a little further along. Uh, they look to handle, you know, the, the CONCAF pretty, pretty handedly. Um, I will admit that the B squad is a B squad, but they got further than maybe what I anticipated. So um, if that's your B squad, then I, I don't feel like that's too much of a, of a, of a outstretch of how far this team could actually go in, in the world cup. So I'm for, I'm looking forward to the next uh, world cup here and we get to wake up normally. We don't have to wake up at 4 a.m. to go eat pizza and, and watch our team lose to, <laughs> guess what, the yeah. Netherlands. <laughs> no, yeah. So the, the next World Cup for uh, the men uh, being in USA, Canada, Mexico, it's going to be a lot easier on our bodies for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We can, we can go to a pizza place at 6 p.m. and watch a game instead of 6 a.m. So, yeah, super uh, that's nice. That's going to be nice. That's going to be nice, yeah. So uh, – I know we were talking about Nottingham Force here, championship. Let's go down a couple of notches here to the EFL2. Uh, Wrexham loses in their League 2 debut to the MK Dons, which are they're pretty favored to move on to, to League 1 uh, this year. So um, they lost 5-3. to three. The joke running around is that Wrexham scored four goals and MK scored four goals. Unfortunately, one of Wrexham's goals was an own goal to start off the whole entire match. So... Uh, having no Paul Mullen kind of really hurts, uh, you know, having that own goal to start off the match probably didn't set a tone great for them either. Um, yeah, he's think, got a couple more weeks, right? Uh, it's just, it, yeah. it was a rib thing. So um, it was a rib and a punctured lung. So it's yeah. going to take a little bit longer because he can't actually run until that's healed up all the way. Yeah. So yeah. It, it may be longer, maybe three weeks, maybe a month, you know, yeah. it, it all yeah. depends on how it heals. Mm-hmm. And so. I mean, a, a huge injury like Paul Mullen is going to uh, hurt your chances at uh, advancing uh, again yeah. this year. Maybe, uh, maybe they end up kind of in the middle of the pack this year. I don't know. Like maybe he comes back and they just go on a tear and they end up qualifying to move on. Who knows? You know, I mean, obviously yeah. the season literally just started, so it's a little too soon to make 
those kind of predictions. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, you didn't get a point, which is unfortunate. But but to be fair, <clears throat> offensively, they look fine. They can move the ball around great. Uh, they're they're really good at the uh, at you know the one two passes that we got going on and moving the ball forward. Defensively, they just look uninterested in that game um which is a bit unfortunate but they did just sign one of the top ireland midfielders uh james mclean uh from wigan athletic he was playing currently in the efl one um one of the top players top scores for the team top players in the league uh, uh so a few, a few years ago wigan was actually at the premiership so uh they were they've, they've, kind of, they've, 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 they've fallen fall a little bit yeah they've fallen yeah. a little bit but uh they got yeah. demoted last year they were in the championship last year so Hey, it happens, man. You know, yep, um, exactly. so he decided to join EFL two uh, and join Wrexham. He said that uh, obviously the Hollywood storybook and uh, all the fanfare that goes with it is uh, a big reason why he signed. So um, it's great to have a midfielder It'd be a perfect guy to set up, uh, you know, Paul Mullen or, or uh, 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 Dansby or, you know, all the other players that they have going over there. So um, look forward to it early season. You know, that is our A's of of the uh across the pond over there so we got to root for them the best we can here (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's the a's across the pond in a different sport if they had an owner who gave a shit well well, yeah (laughs) well see that's the thing they're they're what the a's could be uh under the next owner if you know like if john fisher ever sells Uh, they, they were absolutely the a's uh but before we get to the a's i want to get into this uh Pack twelve, absolutely. That was literally yeah. next on the uh, rip the, the bandaid subject. off. Let's go for it. All right, so um, rest in the most peace to the Pack twelve. Um, let's start with that. Uh, USC and UCLA agreed a while ago that they were going to go join the Big Ten. Um, Colorado a couple weeks ago agreed to join the Big Twelve, and then this past weekend, basically, it all started crumbling down. Um, Oregon and Washington agreed to join the Big Ten on Friday. Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah, they applied to join the Big 12 on Friday, and they got approved So uh, over the weekend as well. So only leaving Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State in the Pac-12. And as of this, I literally got an update this afternoon at lunch. The ACC is looking into the possibility of adding Cal and Stanford. They're kind of kicking the tires on that a little bit. Of course, the ACC is the Atlantic coast conference, meaning all the teams are on the Eastern coast, which would absolutely fucking suck. Uh, I don't uh, like, honestly, the, if, if Cal and Stanford can't find a way to get into the big 10 or the, uh, or the big 12, they're going to be screwed completely. Like going forward. Um, I heard like something about Cal has, hundreds of millions of dollars tied up in like in like like in debt from uh the a- from athletics and stuff and not just football but like all of them together combined so if they don't find some uh power conference money soon like that bubble may pop and there might i mean i don't know what happens maybe they lose all of their athletics entirely or maybe an earthquake happens on the uh on the Hayward fault and they lose their stadium because the stadium rides right down the middle of the uh, excuse there. me sir that stadium's been updated to withstand in a 8.2 earthquake that's great that's great <laughs> but, according I mean, to them <laughs> we, we, we'll see if that's that actually uh, stays true <laughs> sam 
there's your calendar. There's your update. Now let's dig into the meat of it. Sam, let's uh, tag you in. I just find it absolutely disgusting that, um, you know, one of the reasons why the the Big Ten, uh, Big 12 didn't want to have Stanford and uh, Cal join was because of the attendance problems. Um, So there was an article I sent you guys, and there were some paragraphs in there that one of the reasons why Cal and Stanford didn't wasn't offered to join another conference was because of their attendance problems because they don't, nobody watches their games. Um, so, I mean, this has been 10, 15 years of the commissioner of the PAC 12, just completely mismanaging this. You have, you created a PAC 12 network and you couldn't get it on any cable networks. You had to buy the PAC 12 as a standalone, um, you know, in the age of streaming, like you could, you were one of the first conferences to get there and you still fumbled it. Um, but then it's also, it's Disney, man, you know, ESPN, Fox sports, they absolutely gutted this conference. All of this money is from streamers is from ESPN and Fox sports. So maybe, you know, it, it's just gross. 108 years of history gone. The uh, conference of champions. Um, Stanford has the most, uh, what is it? The most Olympians produced, mm-hmm. um, all across sports, uh, the most championships all across sports. They don't, maybe not like, uh, you know, football championships, but combined in all the different, different types of athletics, um, Stanford yep. and Cal produce many championships. Cal has just been a financially misran athletic program for what? 20 years. Thereabouts, I mean, at least. Yeah. It's it's been. I'm not even the biggest college fan, um, and I've the 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 problems that have been coming out of Cal and Stanford has been going on for years and years and years. So, as much as I hate the corporate greed, the I mean, we're in the apex of of capitalism. Is tradition don't matter, um, the past history don't matter, um. You know, even if uh, Stanford and Cal join the ACC, I mean, you you still have these coaches and the commissioners of the conferences, the NCAA, that are still got their panties in a bunch about students being able to make money off of their own likeness. But it's okay for the universities to take the bag. And Deion Sanders did a did an interview last week um, where he said it's all about the bag. You know. You can't get mad at the athlete if the university is going after the bag, you know? So it, it's, I just find the whole thing to be disgusting. I find it to be gross that the NCAA head football coaches and basketball coaches and coaches of all these leagues say it's absolutely wrong that at student athletes are getting paid and they should do it for the tradition and the honor of playing for their state or university, but it's okay to abandon 108 years of tradition and history and take the biggest bag. It's the, it's the biggest, uh, you know, talking out of both sides of the mouth. It's, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm totally pro student athlete, get all the money you can get. Um, I just find it absolutely appalling and disgusting that uh, this conference is gone and they're completely gutted by the media. This was clearly a media streaming deal because that's how all these colleges are getting their money. And it just shows that in other sports 
ticket sales don't matter. It doesn't matter about who shows up at the gate. It's all about streaming. This is what this is why the A's are going to go to Vegas. They don't care if you show up or not. It's going to it's leading to a new streaming deal where everybody, you're not going to watch baseball on, on, on TV as you do now. It's going to be on MLB TV. So we've talked about it for a long time that as these RSNs are going away, MLB TV is moving in. And this is just another another example uh, of what's going on. You know, So it's just corporate greed at its finest, and it's, it's disgusting. And the people who are going to pay for it are the student athletes, the fans. You're going to have a student athlete from Cal travel a basketball season and play on the East Coast and totally miss out on a college experience and have to do his test with the proctor at another university or some lab and take classes on the road. How about it's just nonsense. It's just nonsense all the way around. Not only that, but like a lot of families, like, you go, uh, like like somebody that goes to Cal, maybe their, their family lives in, I don't know, Modesto or Sacramento or something like you can drive from those places to get to Cal within a couple of hours. Or even like if they go down to USC to play a game, you can drive down to L.A. for a weekend and see your kid play. You can't drive across the country that quick. I mean, like. You, you like you'd have to pay for flights or whatever to see your kid play um and to just to see regular conference games and especially if cal ends up uh, cal and stanford end up in the acc they'd be the only two west coast schools in the acc it's they destroyed would, i mean like it's not literally just the... every road trip they would be on the east coast every right. single one of them and it's disgusting and i'm i'm livid i mean like i it's, have it's cal, just sad like I've been a Cal fan forever. Like, like I got all, I got all kinds of like Cal shirts and socks and sweatshirts. And uh, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm livid. That's what I am. I'm fucking pissed. No, it's, it's, it's terrible, man. And it's, it is not just the PAC 12 schools going East. It's the same thing for the East coast kids coming West. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely. It, you know, it's a two way street. So yeah. now you're going to have these kids that play in the ACC. They're going to deal with the same problems that the PAC 12, has where they're gonna have to come west there it, it just doesn't make any sense yeah, it doesn't who, make sense from a scheduling it doesn't make sense from a regional rivalry the whole purpose of why you tune in to college sports is just completely null and void now it's just it's clearly being geared for a television audience it doesn't matter who shows up that's mm -hmm. what they're saying it doesn't matter yeah. Yeah, who's going to go watch UCLA and Rutgers play like every year? Like like who's making that road trip every other year or whatever it is? Like and for then college basketball the, or football, the, it's ridiculous. You got well, the schools going into the Big 10 and Big 12. I mean, honestly, honestly, do you really in in football, do you really think Arizona Arizona State is going to be or Utah going to be competing in the Big 12? That's what Utah, I was saying. It's maybe, like they, they no, like, they maybe they, Arizona joining the conference yeah. to go six and six. You know what I mean? Like the Arizona the schools for sure. Yeah, yeah. taking the bag. Yeah. You're not yeah. even going to compete. You're basically saying we're going to take the bag, and we're going to be mediocre in this conference. We'll see what happens, but we got the biggest yeah. pay. We got a bag, and also they're not even getting a full share of the bag either. They're like no, they at get, least not until the new you know contracts come up correct. Like in ten years or whatever. Right. They get a they're slice. Getting, they're, they're getting they're getting like 
uh, half of it or whatever the hell the number is. Yeah. 60%. Yeah. I'm not even sure, but they're not getting a full share. Like when they start playing in these leagues next season, that's another part. If, if you're a Cal, like, like Cal's coach uh, or Stanford's head coach, you go, you start recruiting now. Right. And, and you, if you don't, if you can't tell them, Hey, where we're playing next year, how can you go to a kid's home and say, hey, this is the plan going forward when you don't know what the plan is. Nobody knows what the plan is until they get this settled. And like, and if I'm like the head coach of like Cal or Stanford, if they don't have an answer by the end of next week, I'm looking for a way to get the hell out. Yeah, if yeah. you're Stanford or Cal, you're already having trouble recruiting. You're already your program is already having issues. Cal's having financial problems that we talked about earlier. They've been having these problems. This is like you said, Vince, this could be the the death of Cal sports because they're already having financial problems. They're having trouble competing. Their basketball and football program haven't been very good for a number of years now. So how are you going to sell kids that, hey, come to Cal, you're going to get a great education, and you're going to play all your games on the East Coast, especially if you're like a, like a baseball player or a basketball player or – gymnast if you're a gymnast a gymnast something that plays water polo um something that plays you know football there's what 12 games a season uh not including like bowl week there's like 10 to 12 games a season so 10 to 12 weeks and then there's like um they take a winter break and then they get into the bowl week um but baseball basketball you have games you have more games so now you're on the road even more and those students are going to be missing out on the entire college experience, you know? Um, so the whole thing, the whole thing has just become corrupt. The whole thing is just the wheels have come off the bus, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Is, if, if you're going to sell to a kid, your only selling point is this come to Cal. It's one of the most prolific colleges in prolific. the country. I don't know prolific. what prolific is prolific. I'm sorry. Prolific. Um, <laughs> colleges. But that, that's, that, that's, that's your only that's selling point. That's your only yeah. selling point. That's it. That's yeah. all you have. You can't. Yeah. You're. 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 You are. If you're Cal, you're Wrexham right now. What I mean by that is that you ain't getting Premier League players. You ain't mm-hmm. getting Championship League players. You're getting League One, League Two, and maybe some National League players. That's what you're. That's the level I mean, of talent. You know, that Colorado. You're Colorado is uh, a sexy pick right now because of Dion, and he's like recruiting his ass off. Yeah. But, I mean, Dion leaves. You think Colorado's gonna compete in the Big Twelve? Really? No, no. Like once Dion goes, thirteen years ago, Colorado left the Big Twelve to join the Pac Twelve. Like I mean, they're the the Pac Ten. Colorado is the reason why it was called the Pac Twelve. Colorado and Utah, they joined because it was the Pac Ten. Those two schools joined. They rename everything the Pac Twelve. It's a mess now. Now, what the selling point is? If these colleges get the bag, it's possibly upgrading their sports facilities and stadiums, which then says, hey, student, um, maybe you're not going to be the starting quarterback at USC, but you're going to be the starting quarterback at Arizona, and we're going to help you get that big bag to sign uh, to sell your image. You know, so that's what it's going to come down to is, you know, it, it. it's a semi-pro. It's truly, fully a semi-pro league. Um, you're going to have student athletes get paid. Um, I mean, it's just what's what's the point of it being academic or student athlete? There's no point anymore. There's no yeah, point. 
there was also the rumor that um uh like like after a meeting uh over the weekend like uh before the um like like before the big 10 uh, before the uh the big 12 uh schools like you know Arizona Arizona State Utah they actually asked if like everybody could join the big 12 except for Oregon State and Washington State so like <laughs> it sucks yeah. to be those schools especially i mean I think that those two schools in particular probably fold into the Mountain West conference pretty easily. Um, uh, if there is a merger, the Mountain West makes the most sense because then you, 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 you'll have like San Diego State. So, but there, it's not a power conference anymore. Like the money for Mountain West versus a power conference, it's nothing. Like we're talking like 30 million to 4 million. You're getting fucking nothing by going to I mean, the Mountain if West. I'm, if so I'm that's any... why. Cal if I'm Stanford. any of these uh, West Coast teams, I'm not joining the ACC. That's a that's a logistics nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a like, nightmare. If I'm, I'm Callen Stanford, I am trying like hell to get like. And I know these two schools have a rivalry, but you got to basically work together for both of you to get into either the Big Twelve or the or the uh, Big Ten. But right now, the Big Ten doesn't sound interested, and neither did the Big Twelve at this point right. either. And it's because, like you said. It's about the football. They don't give a shit about, about any anything of the else. other yeah. sports. They don't care about the academics because if the academics mattered, Cal and Stanford would have been the first two grabbed up after. Um, no, the, it's all about UCLA football. And, and yeah. Football's king. It's exactly. all about football. If it's, fo it's football and nothing else. They don't care. And if you did care about championships in any other sport, like you said, Cal and Stanford, they have more Olympians and championships than in, in, in a yeah. bunch of the other sports than fucking any other university, like, you know, head to head, draw it up on a map. Fucking Katie Ledecky's still winning, like, was winning medals yeah. for Cal for fucking ever, man. Um, yeah, I think Tiger the, Woods went to Stanford. He yep, won yeah. his first master while he was still there at Stanford. Yep. Like, God. Yep. The only, the only thing I can think that Cal is probably dominating is probably swimming. Women's like, sports, particularly, like, or, all, like across the board. Swimming. Soccer, they've done well. Alex Shout out Morgan rowing. Was there. I know quite yeah. a bit of rowers. Rower, yeah, crew. Yeah. Yeah. But so, when I think of rowing, I, I think of honestly, I think Ivy League. That's what I think. I well, think yeah, Stanford too, but I think Ivy League though. When right. I think of rowers, you know. Yeah, but, but but I think swimming, a lot of coaches for the Olympics, some of them coached a good majority of them coached at Cal. You know, a lot of the swim team actually went to Cal. So um I that's mean, like just the only thing I can think of. The I mean volleyball do, do, do um, you call do you call fresno in hawaii and do you you know san jose i mean what do you do do you promote because for for fresno state that'd be like a promotion yeah you it's know? a promotion for like uh, that's why like all of them the, the top like that's why some talking heads are talking like a merger makes the most sense especially with oregon state and washington state joining the mountain west i mean Maybe what the like fuck the happens Pacific to the rose bowl yeah. Oh, the oh actually I did see an article on this. Here's your answer with the Rose Bowl. It doesn't matter anymore. Because um the next two seasons, the Rose Bowl was gonna be like folded into the college football playoff anyway. And so then after these two seasons what are coming we up, doing? it'll what just are we be doing? a permanent part of the college football playoff and it doesn't matter what schools play there. What let's say let's say the Pac twelve doing? goes to the Big Ten. And then let's say, or the Big 12, let's say uh, Stanford goes to the ACC. What happens to the Axe game? Is that like not a rivalry? It don't anymore? matter. It's gone. Um, it's other, either right? that or it becomes a week zero game where you play in fucking August. 
I don't know. Like it, it's a non-conference schedule game. Like you'd have to figure that out. Yeah. And I'm, well, I'm sure they'd be willing to do it because you get crazy attendance. Like, like that's the most yeah. attended game every year for both yeah. colleges, you know? Well, we'll, we'll keep updated onto it. I, I got to move us along here. We've we got yeah. like I said, a packed yeah. show today. Um, pack there was no pun intended i promise uh i'm gonna go scream into a pillow now excuse me (laughs) we'll we'll keep you updated as the weeks go on to figure out what's happening with this whole situation here but uh let's jump on into it uh vince we're gonna go into the sweet baseball we're getting down to the uh, dog days of summer here so uh if you could vince hit me up with some scores here all right so uh, I'm going to read both the A's and the Giants scores before we move on. Uh, it makes sense because they played each other this weekend, this past weekend. So nice. the A's started uh, the week 0-3 versus the Dodgers. They lose uh, 7-3, 10-1, and 8-2. Not close at all. The Giants started the week uh, going 3-1 and against Arizona. They dropped the first game 4-3, but then they win the next three, 4-3, 4-2, and 1-0. And then they play in Oakland, and the A's win both of those games. Uh, two to one and eight to six. Um, both games were very like popularly attended. Like a lot of people showed up. Um, so the A's are 32 wins and 80 losses fifth in the AL West dead last in the American league by three and a half games. If they went out, they finish above 500. So uh, let's know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even finish the thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whoo. You know, though, I, I am impressed by the Giants, though, although I'm yeah. not impressed by them uh, losing to the A's. But uh, yeah. uh, they're 61 and 51. They're second in the NL West. They're back by their four and a half games back of the Dodgers. But they are tied for first in the NL wild card with the Phillies. Yeah. So um, I, I know Daniel's listening, but the, the Giants are giving your team some heat. And I and I know I just saw that the Dodgers beat the Padres again today. So I think they split that series two two. So, um, yeah, should be fun, man. Is it if you were a Giants fan? This is what you look for with the dog days of summer. You come in rolling hot into September and you run the table. But uh, we'll see. Coming down to the wire on that one for sure. Um, I have some little quick A's news here. Uh, looks like uh, the summer sale continued. So I think I think they did the fifth inning again in the uh, protest. Saturday, yeah. It was loud. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was loud. super loud. Yeah. And the cowards, when they did the re- the game replay, they cut that out. They cut the fifth of course, inning yeah. out. Of course. Uh, when, yeah, they of course. The, when they did the two-hour replay. Yeah, you can't have that. <laughs> did you see the uh, – uh, there were some folks on, on Twitter that were uh, doing side-by-side comparisons of the A's broadcast and the Giants broadcast. Oh, no, I didn't so, see that. Uh, what, what, the what Giants was... broadcast, you can clearly hear the sell the team, and the broadcasters – gave it you know they they let it breathe (laughs) they they let it go (laughs) and they commented on it and they you know as did the dodgers announcers the dodgers did yeah hey they're these fans are upset you're hearing it here at dodger stadium and there's some unity going on the a's broadcast you could clearly tell that they tried to lower the stadium noise um and you know the a's announcers kind of try to speak over it not acknowledge it uh, you know, but I, I don't know how the media contracts works. I know they're not directly employees of the A's, uh, but I'm sure the, the A's have a lot of influence on NBC sports from what I understand. They're NBC sports employees. Um, but Brody Brazil, uh, brought it up during his post game. Uh, he talked about it. He was showing a lot of images. There was Juan Toscano, uh, Anderson, uh, showed up at the game, got a cell t-shirt, 
so he was he was on Twitter sharing, um, you know, sell the team stuff. Um, so it was it was it was a great weekend. It was obviously great to see a couple of winning games and and win the series and win the little Bay Bridge Trophy. That was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, just keep the keep the heat on on MLB baseball and John Fisher. Uh, we talked about it on the text, but it was great. Right when you texted that Tyler about uh, John Fisher is banned from that yeah. coffee shop in Tahoe. I was reading that article maybe a few minutes uh, before then. Um, so that was pretty cool. So if you guys haven't seen it, um, John Fisher got banned from a coffee shop in uh, like Northern yeah. Lake Tahoe. Yeah. And apparently yeah. he lives, he has, you know, he has some property not too far from there where he resides. So he's not allowed. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not just him. It's also um, uh, Rob Manfred and uh, Bud Selig as well. Yes. True. <laughs> also, I, I, I want to touch base on one more thing about the Ace news, but uh, Daniel, I know you're listening. Um, fuck the uh, Dodgers organ player. Uh, so there's <laughs> what, did he, news... what did he do? Why, why, why are we bringing this up? Why are we so there's news. That, there's like audio and video of news coming out that the organ player who normally, you know, has fun at things, pokes things, you know, with the whole Kershaw thing and whatnot, has a great time with it. But uh, when the A's were down there, the organ player decided to play Viva Las Vegas on the organ. So thought that was a little bit in poor taste given the uh, nature of what's happening so uh shout out to the dodgers fans actually who uh who came in unison with the A's fans but fuck the uh, organ player so uh, <laughs> all right anyways uh, uh ramon lariano got dfa by the A's and uh was picked up by the guardians i said it right this time i didn't say their their band name, name anymore yeah, yeah. the former <laughs> so, name so uh that's unfortunate, but I'm but I'm happy for Loriano. Too bad. Was... Too bad. Ramon Loriano wasn't claimed a few days before when uh, he would uh, uh, join Jose oh, Ramirez. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Uh, we know Loriano's yeah. got that dog hey, in him. He's right. He, Jose he Ramirez go. is gonna have a dog. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Loriano, let's let's do it. Back. Let, let, yeah. Let's talk about this. Uh, Tim Anderson. Uh, yeah. Is the suspended punch heard around the games. world. Yeah. He suspended six games. Jose Ramirez, three games for a brawl that happened. I believe it was Saturday, right? Yep. Yeah. It was yeah, Saturday. Saturday. And uh, yeah, he got an absolute haymaker to the, to the chin and just mm -hmm. clocked out. Rumpled. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jose Ramirez absolutely slept him, man. Uh, it was, uh, it was kind of wild. Like it, it, he, uh, Tim's like, he dropped the glove. He was like he put them. He put the Dukes up, man. He, he was started it. Go. He, he started, started it, it, but um, uh, Ramirez finished it, man. That was wild. Uh, yeah. Two piece in a biscuit. Uh, Daniel says in the chat. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, he got knocked out and got the most games. Yeah, uh, literally in the dock. It feels like double punishment almost. Like you're getting ripped for eternity in meme form, and yeah, you're he uh, six games. It's, I loved it's uh, everybody was. Uh, you know, he level ten f around and level 10 you kind of find out <laughs> yeah. yeah that the the, the, graph, the chart yeah, <laughs> yeah but it, it does so it doesn't end there so now it's come out that there's even more drama in the white Sox, which we both all three of us had the white Sox pretty highly touted uh beginning of the mlb season to last go year far. not this year last year last year yeah yeah so um now it's coming out that a former pitcher Kenyon middleton who now plays for the yankees saying that the club has no culture or discipline. Rookies are sleeping in the bullpen. Players are missing meetings, missing PFPs uh, with no consequences. So you've got rookies sleeping in, in What's the What's a bullpen. PFP? Uh, player field practices or oh. position field practices oh. is, is the correct term of it. So you've got rookies sleeping in the bullpen, 
and you've got shortstops sleeping in the middle of the game. So um, it's pretty wild out there in Chicago right now. Uh, also, two, three players that have been announced for it is creating to this negative culture. Yasmani Grandal, Yoan Mancada, and Eloy Jimenez. Um, I don't know if these are true. I don't know if we're just picking them because they're the three best players on the team. Um, and apparently, and allegedly, I should say as well, Yasmani Grandal was uh, in some news because he was not in the lineup the day before the All-Star break. I wanted to leave early to start his all-star break. Tim Anderson said, I quote, fuck him. If he doesn't want to be here, I'll pay for his flight. After the game, Grandel walks over to Tim Anderson, who's in this ice bath, and proceeds to slap Tim Anderson in the face. So Tim Anderson's <laughs> not having a good week. I will tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Now the, the news cycle is really coming down his road right now. <laughs> and um, apparently he, he, he like he can't take the punch. He, he can't take a hit. You know, oh my god! Thank you, Daniel, for catching my, my sleeping comment. I appreciate that. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, uh, if you're Tim Anderson, you, you should just turn off social media for the next six games. <laughs> just be nowhere near it. Yeah, yeah, I, I would just. Yeah, like, White Sox fans no were coming hard at him. They were like yeah. not having it. They, I mean, and actually, Tim Anderson squared um, up like he was like he was about it, and Jose Ramirez dodged every single punch and. I mean, he put it, he went out. <laughs> he went like, yeah. he, just mm. like he fell out of frame. Oh, there was a video God. of the, his teammates trying to walk him off the field and he was still, you know, noodle legs. So, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he was, and then what's his the name stars. got hurt? Um, yeah, what's his name got hurt and like limped off the screen. <laughs> it's all bad. Yeah. I would say, uh, if you are a MLB owner, I would argue that these players together are not great, but they might be good separated. So, you know, Chicago's going to blow it up. You might I as mean, well pick the, uh, you have to, you might you as well pick to. which one Do- out of the yard sale you want. <laughs> you just wish this maybe would have happened like last week. So you could have traded some people like, sooner <laughs> yeah. than later. Yeah, man. What Tim what Anderson's highlight is what that, uh, the Field of Dreams game, and well, then he, he hit that sucked ever since. Yeah, but I mean, I wonder how much was it because culturally that place sucked, so everything out of it sucked. You know, like I don't know how man. bad was, was, was it, he? Man. Was he part of the culture? Because it seems like could been. Seems could've like been. he's kind of at the head of the spear where it comes to the nonsense that this franchise is having on the on and off the field. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna blame him, but I, I when they got their uh, head coach who. Uh, got a little upset about uh hitting home runs when you're up 12 to one i feel like the culture kind of just went out the window and, and then what was that um, what was that rookie he was kind of a late bloomer rookie and he was uh i think it was about that home run and he was he yeah. had a great rookie season and then um he got picked up by the giants um last year but i don't i don't know what he's doing now but he's I can't never rebounded name. to the level that that he was hitting at and no then, uh, and then yeah i can't remember the kid's name um but yeah, Luis Robert is another one that that's probably going to be shipped off at this team. This whole team's getting blown up. I mean, whole whole team. Yasmani Grandal, Yoan Mancada, Eloy when Tony Jimenez, Tony Tim La Anderson. Russa like disciplined that rookie or second year player and sent him to the minors, and you need to think about what you did, and just totally destroyed that dude's uh, mental makeup because he he never bounced back um, after that. I mean that, and then Tony La Russa was like. Caught drunk, drunk driving or something. 
Yeah. Yeah, whole, I mean, that's yeah, that's like on brand for Tony LaRusso, though, unfortunately. Sad. Yeah, it's uh, it's rough to be a Chicago uh, White Sox fan. So it's I'll also kind of it's rough to be a Cubs fan too. <laughs> we don't have this on the show, Doc, but just uh, real quick, just um, Bruce Bochy, you know, a guy who retired and came back. Man, he has the the Rangers uh, playing their asses off. Yeah, <laughs> they look good, and then they make these big trades. So Boch knows how to make a how, how to get a team to work yeah, together, man, for sure. If they Something get about that playoffs, gut feeling. <laughs> if they get into the playoffs, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame manager for sure. Oh, he's there, we, he's gonna have to wait a little bit longer because you know he came out of retirement. But they got they got some pitching now and going into a playoff series. Who better than Boach to to manage a bullpen and a starting staff? So they could be very dangerous. And they got that new dome stadium. So you know it ain't like uh, the ballpark in Arlington where it was yep. just a no you know, jet home streams. run derby, you know, so um, they're able to pitch. So, man, I thought I think we all expected the Rangers to be a little better because of because of Bruce Bochy and his staff that he assembled there. But uh, I don't think anybody saw them being this good um, this fast. So shout out to the Rangers and Bruce Bochy. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I got the same yeah, claim. Uh, you can get him to play. <laughs> you can get him to play. Yeah, pull it on the strings. Uh, uh, I don't like Texas because I don't have a Michi's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> He's a horse. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, going from uh, drama to uh, possibly a, another drama-filled San Jose season here, Eric Carlson is no longer a Sharky. It's fine. It has finally happened. The trade has gone through. Eric Carlson has been traded to Pittsburgh in a three-team deal with Montreal. Uh, Pittsburgh is also receiving uh, Rem Pit- Pitlick, uh, Dylan Halamuk, and uh, San Jose's 2026 third-round draft pick. Some of these European names are real hard to say. Sorry, guys. Uh, San Jose uh, acquired Pittsburgh's 2024 first-round pick, a uh, top-10 protected, uh, Michael Grandlin, uh, Jan Ruda, and forward Mike Hoffman, who the Sharks actually traded for and had him for a day back in 2018 before he got shipped off. I think it was in the Carlson trade, maybe like, yeah, it was, I think it so, was. Yeah. So he, like, uh, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, Sharks legend, Mike Hoffman coming back home after being here for, you know, three hours last time. Uh, he's going to stick with the team a little bit longer this time around. I believe. I don't uh, know if Montreal- booing us because of the Sharks trading to Pittsburgh or because we're talking about Bruce Bochy, who uh, is clearly the Dodgers daddy. <laughs> uh they're they're actually going up uh the giants and the dodgers are i mean the giants and um they're they're playing uh just to backtrack a little bit uh i think they're playing the rangers uh this week yeah they got three at the angels and then home for texas so bruce bochi's coming home okay. uh interesting okay, okay. anyway wow. uh back to the hockey trade um here's the oh, big part of the uh of the uh, of the trade the sharks are only going to retain 1.5 million dollars yearly salary of of Carlson's contract, the other ten is being covered by Pittsburgh. So, um, yeah, Pittsburgh that's, already that's was big... cash strapped, and San Jose just freed up a ton of money. Yeah, um, that's huge. That was that was the big goal for the Sharks. They they freed up ten million of uh, of the salary, and they got a first round pick out of it. So, because um, there's what four years left on on Carlson's four years deal, left. Yeah. so they freed yeah. up forty million. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. 
you know, and, and uh, the NHL cap hasn't really gone up over the few years very marginally. It's not. It's I think it's supposed escalating. to go up in two years. It's supposed to go up again, but it's like nothing yeah, to the level. It's not really going up it's, that yeah, much. Yeah, it, it's kind of leveled off. Like it, like it, it didn't go up at all through the pandemic, obviously. But you know, uh, but they didn't lower it either. So they kind of just yeah. held steady. And I think it's going to hold steady and maybe raise just like a couple million every year, the next couple of years. Oh, so yeah. okay. it's not expected to ri- to rise dramatically, which means what you have right now, that's kind of what you're planning on going forward, at least for the immediate future. And to free up $10 yeah, think, million, dollars, uh, man, I think they that probably, is I, That's why I like this trade. They um, probably could have got yeah. more, but yeah. then they're going to have to eat money. And I think the shark yeah. said, We'd rather have a clean salary cap. We get the one draft pick. We get some players. Yeah. But now we got some capital to sign some free agents, sign some of our own guys if, if that comes out. Uh, but, yeah, $40 million over four years is huge in a cap league that doesn't really grow right now yeah, is exactly. huge. So that's yeah. definitely the uh, the crown jewel of the trade is, is I, that cap that cap. I space. also wouldn't be shocked, though, that the Sharks don't pick up any free agents within this year or next year because their top draft pick that is drafted and a couple of other players you're looking about a year two years maybe three at max hopefully not and hopefully two yeah, is the, the, the plan is you know like two or three years from now to be really in it you know to to win it yeah um so i, I would yeah. say that like in two three years free agency comes up a couple of name big name stars are, are going to be free agents and the sharks got money and if they can ride the bench for a couple seasons. Yeah, you might you might see something good. You might see also, something in the next two years. Um, they got room to play with some expiring contracts too during mm-hmm. the trade deadline as well. So, um, you know, you can you can help you know like free up even more money. Um, yeah, and take really on. go after like you know yeah you can take on some contracts that are about to expire. Um, mm-hmm. and that'll really help you out in the long term as well. Uh, freeing up more money. So that'll be. Uh, Overall, um, a lot of people online are hammering this trade, and they say like the Sharks got like a C minus grade is what I'm seeing a lot of a C C minus. I think it's probably about a B, a B minus B minus B somewhere around there. Um, obviously, I would have loved to have gotten a lot more for uh, Carlson, but the fact that you got a full season out of him without any major injury and he yeah. absolutely went off in that one season as he's on the the back end of his prime. He's not on the back end of his career yet, but he is, he's probably got one or two more years left. Cause he's of, what? 33, uh, 34, he's 33 like. right now. So, yeah. I mean, you got a couple more years of prime Carlson. Um, and you know, so, so I I'm fine with this deal. This, this absolutely, yeah. it makes sense. I, and, I think they're hammering yeah. on what we got back. Right. Yeah. But in reality, this isn't, this isn't for this year or next year. This is for future. So yeah, this is I, I agree with you. Explore. I think this is more of a B than anything else. Yeah, I I, I feel comfortable calling this a B uh, trade. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. A yeah, next grade. year you 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 know it's lottery protected, so it's not gonna be a it's protected top ten. Top ten, yeah. Um, so you're gonna have a first round draft pick. You got your first round draft pick, so you might have a, you know, you you know it seems like they're putting together some decent draft classes. So you're gonna be able to keep adding to the youth movement. Um, so I think it's a pretty solid trade, but you know, like I said, in in a league that's that's a cap league, and it's not growing, it's not growing exponentially. Um, 
how are you going to protect your cap is uh, get rid of that debt. And like you said, Vince, you could take on an expiring contract. So, you know, you could take somebody uh, this season at a trade deadline, but you you could probably, okay, we're going to take this bad contract for this year. It's going to expire at the end of the year, but maybe you get another draft pick or a young promising player with it, you know. So there's there's potential down the road, and I think the Sharks have uh, shown that um, – they're, I think I like the plan, you know. Um, I like how they're they're building this thing. It seems like yeah. it's being yep. built for the long long this haul. This is this is the first like major rebuild this franchise has ever had to do, and because they've always if, been in it, they've, they've always, always been they've in always it. Always yeah. Been yeah, going after players. Yeah, they, they've made the playoffs in eighty five percent of their year of yeah. their existence. So I mean, they they're always you know at least making the playoffs, if not like a serious contender. So, you know, the last couple of years, it's been obviously a little bit rougher, uh, but I'm I'm pleased to see like some of the moves that they're making it. They make sense. You know, yeah, it, I if think you're looking at a rebuild. You know, the, the, it, it makes sense what they're doing. And as long as they they hit on these draft picks that they're starting that they're acquiring, you know, you don't got to hit on every single one of them, but you better hit on the uh, top ones at least. And let me uh, yeah. let me turn it around, though, because yeah. um the Penguins get Eric Carlson. They still got Sidney Crosby. Yeah. From what I understand, this is the first time they didn't make the playoffs in a number of years. So since what does Chris, this do? Since Sidney Crosby's been on the team, yeah. This yeah, is so what does year. this do for them? Where does this – how does this um, elevate It puts them the right back into the playoffs, I believe. Yeah. Um, They're not Stanley Cup favorites because you still got to beat, you know, uh, uh, Nashville and, and, and Florida. and, and, and Well, and well all Nashville's those. a Western Conference team, but um, – I mean, Florida yeah. and – you got to beat all those yeah, guys, Tampa, right? so, yeah, yeah. That's right, Tampa. That's what I was. Tampa's who you're that. trying to reach for. Yeah, yeah. Carolina. Um, yeah. There you go. Florida. So it, yeah, it sounds Florida. the same, you know. <laughs> but in reality, like that's that's the Penguins aren't what they were maybe four or five years ago when they were like super dominant. But they're still a damn good team, you know. I still don't want to see them in the playoffs. So, um, I think this puts them first round, second round playoffs for sure. Um, but you know, injuries could happen. You never know. Things could change, but they definitely put them in the playoff conversation immediately. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like just things really fell off the the wheels uh, for Pittsburgh last year. I think even without Carlson, they're probably a borderline playoff team anyway. So adding Carlson definitely puts them back in the playoffs, uh, probably second round at at the very least. Um, So um, and then, you you know, if you're if you make it to the second round at that point, you know, part of it is, you know, who you draw going forward and yeah see what happens yeah. from there um yeah so i mean and if like 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 we said it's a the, t- the first round pick that the sharks got for next season is top 10 protected if the penguins yeah. make the playoffs they're getting that pick no matter what so yeah in a perfect world they make the playoffs and get eliminated right away uh so that way the pick's a little bit higher for the sharks but you know a, a, a first round pick is a first round pick and uh there's there's a lot of talented uh players every year that come into the uh NHL draft and uh just you know keep stacking those uh higher end picks man cuz you know you, you got to hit on those and the more you have the more likely you are to hit at least on one of them so that's I mean it's uh, it's, it's a possibility they will get eliminated in the first round I mean the Rangers the Islanders I mean to me I'm going to segue here Toronto? you're going you're gonna to love this I think to me hockey is the exact opposite of what we have in the NBA. The East is scary. We're in basketball. The West is scary. And speaking of the West, 
the Warriors preseason schedule just got announced. That's right. Here we are. <laughs> I'm calling an audible, so I'm going. All I'm right. going to NBA here. That's fair. That's Reason fair. No this. worries. Okay, so um, they have five scheduled games. Uh, they're gonna play the Lakers on a home and home. They're gonna uh, ten seven uh, in San Francisco and ten th- and uh, October thirteenth in LA. Then they come back uh, up to NorCal. They go to Sacramento on the fifteenth, and then a home in yep. San Francisco on the eighteenth. And then on the 20th, the Spurs come to the Chase Center, and then uh, then it's NBA real games. I'm excited because you know why? That last game, I think it's also San Antonio's last game. Yeah. So that means so Wimbenyama will be playing. Wemby, let's go. He will play, barring any kind of injuries here. So I called an audible because I knew we were going to spend time on this. Um, let's get right into it. The NFL is back. And like I said last weekend, uh, in some of my group chats here, last weekend was the last possible weekend of no football. It's football from here on out, baby. That's right. Um, football Hall until the Super Bowl. Let's go. That's true. So Hall but of Fame. This game. is also like the painful part of football of like <laughs> watching preseason and all this <laughs> yeah. crap football yeah. that doesn't even matter, but it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just suffer through this slog and get to the real deal. Yeah, the Hall of Fame game is always a dumpster fire. Um unless you're Josh Jacobs playing in it last year for whatever fucking reason. Yeah. Um I guess he needed the, he needed the fucking rat reps. I don't know, man. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. Anyway, uh, so uh with the Hall of Fame game comes the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, Demarcus Ware, Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, Rondé Barber, Zach Thomas, Don Corn- uh, Cornell, Coriel. Ooh, it uh, autocorrected. It's Don Coriel, uh, Chuck Howley, uh, Joe Klecko, and Ken Riley were all inducted into the Hall of Fame. I didn't watch the ceremony, but congrats to those guys. The cer- I don't. It doesn't even fuck. Unless it's a player I genuinely care about, I'm not watching the ceremony, man. Like, like I watch Jerry Rice. And I watch Steve Young. Like I'm. I'm not. I'm not watching the speed, the um, Joe, Th- the Zach Thomas uh, speech. You know, I don't need to see it. Yeah, but good for him. Congrats, hell of a career. Um, but at the Hall of Fame game itself, there was a little bit of a power outage. Um, uh, I guess Aaron Rodgers wasn't quite done with his darkness retreat. You know, uh, had to uh, bring it back in just a little bit. Uh, get maybe get the the rest of the Jets on the same page as him. I don't know. Um, all he was missing was the ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, yeah, that's definitely what he was missing for sure. Um, did you watch any of these, Sam? Are you interested? Are you gonna draft Aaron Rodgers with your first QB pick? Mm, uh, probably not. Not unless he completely punts the <laughs> yeah, position. Yes, you know. exactly. And that's who's left in the twelfth round. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I think I watched, uh, you know how they got those condensed highlight things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I just watched like a condensed version of the game in like a five minute, uh, thing. I, man, I, I love the NFL, but, uh, I, I really don't pay attention to preseason. It's a slog. I mean, you know, you're watching, I mean, it's cool if you're, you know, looking at guys that are trying to make the back end of the roster and, you know, pick your surprises. There, there used to be a time that I watched every single preseason game and had to look at this player and that player and see what they're going to do. And then it just like it, 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 it's too the the squeeze is not worth the juice. <laughs> you know? just, well, you can't say that to my Eagles fans because fifty thousand of them showed up for practice. 
I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Psychopaths. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, oh, I, I, pretty, I would be pretty excited to go to a practice, though. Like, if I had the opportunity to go watch an NFL practice, I'd be pretty excited for that. So, and Also, the Kelly Green jerseys dropped. I did not get my hands on them because they sold out in two hours. Two hours. Kelly Green jerseys gone. So, yeah. what, are you, what are you going to do? I'll just wait until they get back into stock for the third time because i probably won't get it the second time either but we got the uh, exciting matchup this weekend right vince uh yeah niners Raiders, Raiders. Niners. yeah um <laughs> where's it at in vegas right i think it's i would vegas. imagine so it sounds yeah. about right yeah they didn't pay a multi-billion dollar stadium to not the, host games there. i think i think this is the first time that they're playing in preseason since you know uh, since like the the brawls were happening in the stands yeah, that's what i was gonna like, ask eight you. years Do ago you or whatever think- that rivalry in the sense of brawls is what it used to be eight years ago or so. Absolutely not. No, no. It's, it's gone. The, 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 it was a local rivalry. And then one side of the local rivalry stopped being part of the local rivalry. So now it's just, yeah, you know, it's, it's another game. It's might as well be playing the Titans. Like so you're saying, you know, <laughs> you're saying when, when San Francisco went to Santa Clara is when that rivalry, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That, that's what it was. You know, the team that stayed in the media market, even though, you know, they're still miles away from the city that they have on their you know chest or whatever. Uh, on their, the San Francisco 49ers of Santa Clara. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, tech, the tech bro 49ers. God. I'm like, I was just at that stadium, right, for the Taylor concert. Um, I still hate that stadium. I hate Levi Stadium. It's it's an erector set. It's boring as shit. If you paint it a different color, it could be a different team entirely. There's nothing uniquely 49ers Remember, uh, about it. They It took them four years to add a 49ers, like, ring of honor or whatever. And that <laughs> should be the first fucking thing you do, you idiots. And, like, this giant glass wall of sweets that turns into a fucking magnifying glass to beat down the sun on the fans and the, uh, like, and I think that's the home side, too. I'm not 100% sure. It is home it's, side. Yeah. That's the home yeah. side. You goddamn idiot designers. Like, if they wanted to build a stadium that, you know, is, like, like, is good for concerts and everything else. But it's supposed to be good for football. Who get, but wait. Like, but yeah. wait. You know, yeah, How good Taylor rocked it. Concert. Don't get me wrong. She fucking rocked it. I love that concert. That was great. I enjoyed every second of it. The, the Long sunset lived, hit her just but, perfectly. Yeah, yeah, actually, but yeah. It, it was on the home side, so football yeah, well, not good, well, but Taylor I mean, is Well, good. the sun hasn't quite shifted yet. It was it was a little weird. Um, we're, still yeah, in the, it, we're still in the summer solstice, so it was perfect, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit, yeah. To yeah, me, it, that stadium looks like, remember, uh, Madden, you could build your own stadium. Yeah, and you yeah. Could change it's the generic answer. as fuck. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's if just... you paint, if you painted it blue and dropped it in the middle of Texas, that could be a Cowboys stadium. Uh, like you know, yeah. if the same thing, like if you painted it, fucking. No, you know why it would never be a Cowboys stadium because Jerry Jones is smart enough to build a dome. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying in general. Like, if you took owners out of it, if you if you painted it green and dropped it in New York, it could be a Jet stadium. You know, like That's it's. Fair. Like honestly, like there, there's nothing uniquely San Francisco about it, um, and like they, they had to like tack on different stuff. Like there's, there's a couple of trophies, and they put a Niners helmet in the front of it. That's all generic fucking shit that you can like paint over and put in another town, and it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's the, a, uh, it, it's, it's like poorly the Ikea, designed the IKEA they, of stadiums. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, um, God, I hate the stadium so much 
Um, I've 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 been to as many Taylor Swift concerts as I have Niners games at it. Uh, if I'm being honest, that's two. Um, yeah, two two a piece. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think no no no. I think I have been to like three Niners games. I take it back. But it's it's close. The fact that it's super close um should tell you it's you know it's not wild? a stadium I enjoy going to. I'm probably yeah. gonna get so much flack for this, but you know what though, being an Eagles fan, it's a little it's a little hard to do. Um, I've never been to a football game not preseason i've never been to a regular season football game well, that's ever. your fault <laughs> i know i wanted to go i want to go all the time but either it was too expensive or you know nobody in my family was a raiders or a 49ers fan at well, the time, i've so. i've been to as many oakland raider football games as i have taylor swift concerts so there's that um, how many taylor Swift concerts have you been to two, two. <laughs> uh, yeah makes sense makes sense so yeah. If uh, any listeners want to take me to a football game, just let me know. I'll go to SoFi. I don't care. <laughs> I'm trying to you go to the know. Taylor concert in uh, Toronto uh, next year. We'll see how that works out. I have a uh, – okay, we keep talking about Taylor, so we might as well bring yeah. up the sports thing. So okay. uh, yeah. Taylor Swift had a concert in uh, Southern California, and uh, Kobe Bryant's daughter was at the, uh, the concert. Uh, there was a past video of Kobe Bryant walking out with Taylor Swift. So full circle. Taylor Swift dons a hat on a certain fan member randomly every night. Correct. It's, it's not random, but like, like there is, she gives her the hat that she wears during 22. Uh, when she sings that she does give it to a fan and the fan, like sometimes it's somebody on TikTok that did a dance, like created a dance or it's somebody's daughter. Like you're angling at it's, you know, yes. like the, the fan is kind of chosen ahead of time. She puts the hat on him, gives him a hug, little high five or whatever. And then uh, she keeps singing and does like uh, 22. And it's it, it's a very sweet moment, um, especially when, you know, it's Kobe Bryant's daughter as well. It was a very, yes. um, very lovely moment that not everybody in the sports world that, you know, is going to pay attention to the Taylor Swift concert. But um, when that news breaks, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's great. So, uh, so the, you um, all got to see what I get to see. Who's the uh, ESPN al- analysis? Um talks like he's from new york oh he's from new york um black guy i'm drawing a blank on his name a. Right now. thank you Stephen a Stephen a put out a, yeah. a video uh of him going to the taylor swift concert and he spent a boatload of money for his daughter and her friends to go and then he said until you see this lady perform he appreciates that uh she makes you feel good about yourself when you leave a concert but uh most importantly, he brought up about the uh, Vanessa Bryant situation and, and the daughter and, and how wonderful it was of a moment that he got to see that as well. So um, still sad to see uh, Kobe Bryant not with us anymore, but uh, happy to see uh, little moments like that. Um, on that note, do you guys have anything else for the show tonight? Yeah, Alvin Kamara got a three-game suspension uh, after that bro- that uh, night, the Las Vegas nightclub uh, incident in 2022 at the Pro Bowl. So what happens in Vegas does not stay in Vegas. It never stays in <laughs> Vegas. Like that's have just you not learned from Henry Ruggs. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Ouch. <laughs> okay, anything, so I mean, anything else for the Knights? Uh, no, Carson that's, that's Wentz uh, practice today with uh, practice the other day with three different team uniforms. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, he had the, the Eagles helmet. The uh, command was that like an audition? Is that him trying to get a job? The, yeah, he, he's trying to remind you all that hey, I played for these three teams. Uh, if you remember me sucking, uh, you can here's a memory of that. I would have just gone in fucking all black. But remember that like, dude that one year he was like probably top two MVP dude, and then he got hurt and then sucked. Yeah, 
Yeah, he he was top two because our defense was still good, and uh, he made it all the way. I I will say this: the offensive Carson line Wentz, too. Carson Wentz in the early years with with Peterson as the coach, they were great. They did wonderful things. He took Mike Vick's job, all that good stuff. Great, wonderful. And then the wheels fell off in the organization, and Peterson didn't see eye to eye. But you're seeing that Peterson is a great coach. Look at Jacksonville as your example. Wonderful story coming out of that. Um, but yeah, Carson Wentz got us to the playoffs. I appreciate that. But uh, Big Dick Nick Foles got it done for us. So that's all that matters. <laughs> all right. And that's the end of that tune. <laughs> and that's the end of that song. <laughs> all right. Well, um, if you made it to Big Dick Nick Foles, you are listening to the SVT podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell to get alerts when we go live. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SVT Sports Pod or X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, slide into our DMs. We would love to interact with all of you guys. Have a wonderful night, guys. Good night. Stephen A. still a weenie. <laughs> <laughs>